Welcome to Life of the Deep End. We are your hosts, Jordan Bone and Samantha Bromfield. After facing challenges of our own, we wanted our voices to be heard, to authentically share not only our stories and experiences, but life lessons we are learning along the way. To show you that despite any struggle you may face, life can be fulfilling and amazing, because ultimately, you are the creator of your reality. You may often feel alone, but we are here to confirm that you are not. So So let's let's dive dive into into the the deep end. Hi guys and welcome back to Life of the Deep End. I hope you're all well. We have an amazing guest today and that is Reese, and she is a mindset and abundance coach who's created an amazing program called The Yes Supply. Now I'm actually taking her course and it's so incredible. So I'm so excited to have Reese with us here today to talk all about that and her amazing journey. So hi Reese, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's just awesome to have you here. I just think I would love to hear about your story and your road to finding things like NLP and EFT and what all those things are. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> For like NL what? NL, huh? <laughs> it would be good to know, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, how, how you first found them and what your journey's been with implementing them. Yeah, absolutely. So I have like when people ask me like, what's your story? I'm like, which part do you want to know? Because I feel like I've been through so many different parts of my journey. Um, so to kind of give you like everything in a Coles notes, um, I'm from Canada. If anyone's listening from Canada represent, (laughs) but, um, I grew up in a single parent household. It was just me and my mom. And I remember just growing up and always feeling really different from everyone around me. Like I never really fit in, um, you know, there, there was really no boxes to describe me. And when I would look at my friends or like family members, like cousins, like I just, I, I kind of felt alone and different just because, you know, growing up in a single parent household, when a lot of my friends had like the quote, like perfect family. Um, also I was one of the only people of color at my school. And so I just always felt different. And even looking at the media, um, magazines, TV, movies, I never really saw myself represented. And I always wondered like, what does that mean about me? And then when I was about 10 years old, my mom got into a really abusive relationship, which it's interesting because, you know, even though she was a single mom, I never felt like I was missing something because she was such an amazing mom. But then when she got into this abusive relationship, you know, my home life was just absolutely terrible. There was yelling, there was fighting, there was violence. Um, And, you know, now in hindsight, looking back, I realized like nobody teaches you how to deal with that type of stuff in school. Like nobody teaches you like, this is how a partner is supposed to treat you, or this is how an adult should talk to you or, or whatever. And so I grew up just feeling very confused about like my place. Um, I remember going to school and just feeling really embarrassed and full of shame, even though, you know, in hindsight, like the abuser should be feeling shame, not, not me. Right. Um, but I would go to school and kind of pretend everything was normal and then go home and just everything was a mess. And by the end of that, my mom ended up getting um, breast cancer, which like luckily and we're so blessed she survived and you know she's been healthy for over a decade now but just like it just felt like just one thing after another after another was constantly happening to me and after that I just struggled in my early 20s with low self-esteem low self-worth never feeling good enough and my life reflected that like 
you know, I had friends that didn't treat me very good. I worked in a string of jobs that I didn't like, where I just felt like I was a number. And I just would ask myself, like, is this how the rest of my life is going to be? There was something inside of me where I knew I wanted more, but I didn't know that that was actually possible for me because I thought, you know, you had to be well connected or you had to be more beautiful or whatever in order to be successful that that kind of thing couldn't happen for me. Um, especially after being knocked down so many times, like, you know, going after opportunities and trying to start different things and just nothing worked out. And um, how I got into Yes Supply was I remember one day after coming home from my retail job at like three in the morning after doing inventory, like scared out of my mind because I lived in a really sketchy area in Toronto, literally had my phone open with 911 already dialed, like just in case anything happened. I just remember, I guess it was like an intuitive download. Something hit me where I just realized like nobody outside of me was going to see my worth if I didn't see my own worth and nobody was going to give me an opportunity if I didn't give myself an opportunity. So rather than continuing to job hunt or look outside of myself, I asked myself, this is the first time I asked myself the question, like what would I ask myself or what would I ask for if I knew the answer was going to be yes? Like if I could just clear the screen, like forget that I don't have a business degree or any degree, forget that, you know, all the things that happened in the past, like clear the screen. If I could have anything I wanted, what would that look like? And I remember I started journaling and it was like this power took over my hand and I just started journaling and journaling, journaling and all these ideas came through me like so fast I couldn't even keep up and those were the initial ideas for Yes Supply and it was fuzzy and foggy but I wanted to create something that inspired people and could show people that even if they went through a struggle if they say yes to themselves they could create the life that they wanted and then it just seemed like an airy fairy dream but I realized like you know this is my one life and if I never try I'll never know Mm -hmm. and again I was shy I had low confidence so I didn't it took me like a year to even really start anything but that little idea just kept kind of poking me on the shoulder I would think about it and I started doing little things here and there and eventually it turned into a blog I started you know working on myself doing mirror work journaling morning rituals everything like that And I got to this place where what I was sharing online was actually helping people and inspiring them. And people were messaging me saying like, this is, this is helping me. And I realized like, if I can help people this much, just a few hours after work, imagine what I could do if I could do it full time. And so I started to really get serious about researching like how to make money online, (laughs) not just to make money online, but it was like, whoa, I can help people, but I can't help people if I'm homeless. Like I need to, you know, be able to pay my bills and, you know, stumbled upon coaching through coaching. I realized if I want to be a great coach, I need to not just be able to tell them like strategies or hacks or the book that I read, but actually be able to work with their mind Mm -hmm. and know the language of the mind and know how to create shifts, which shifts happen on the subconscious level. And then I just became more obsessed with growth mindset and the subconscious and energy. And that's when I, you know, invested in myself and flew to the States from Canada and you know, started taking NLP and EFT and and all of these different amazing things. And then, you know, fast forward a couple of years later, people are asking me, how, how do you do these techniques? And so I launched my own certification. And right now, as we're speaking, we're almost at a thousand people who are going through the certification, which is really, really cool. So awesome. So it's like the Coles notes. So, it's so long. Sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. I love hearing people's stories. So, 
so you say it came to you as like a download. So, so was mm-hmm. it literally you were just, it was like a normal day and it would just like hit you and was like, I need to do this now. It was, a, it was a normal day after a day where I had been really angry. Oh. <laughs> because like I said, I was walking home at three in the morning. And I was like, like, this isn't fair. Like, why, like, why do I have to stay till two in the morning at work and, and fold sweaters? And I've always been a creative person. I remember in high school, like in math classes or like, you know, the more mundane classes, I would always be drawing. Like all my uh, notebooks were full of doodles, but I had been told you can't make money being creative. So art was something that I just did by myself and nobody knew about. But I was taking all these things that were not my strength, like um, math and science and all these different things. I have an interest in science, but that's like definitely not my strength. And I was taking all these things because it was the quote smart route and maybe I'll become a nurse one day and that's how you actually make money. You can't make money and have fun at the same time, right? Um, But anyway, yeah, so how it came was, was a download because I'd been so pissed off about having to be in that situation that... I was like, I asked myself that question. What would I ask for if the answer was going to be yes? And then boom, it just like, it flew through me. Mm, I love It was like something from another world. Yeah. And I love that you took note of that as well, because so many people, things like that could happen, but they could just think, oh, I'm being silly or like I could do that. And it was in that moment. It was like, well, the only person that can make it happen is you or, you know, we can only make these things happen. Yeah. And I did think, I did think I was being silly. Like I still was like, no, 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 this is never going to work. But I, I don't know. I, maybe I was like possessed by something, but I just felt like, but if I don't try, I'm always going to wonder. And that, that's really what got me started. Like, what if I just experimented? Because if I didn't, then I might've just lived with regret of not trying. At least if I tried and I put my all in it and it didn't work out, at least I could say, I, I did my best. Mm-hmm. That reminds me actually of something in the course where you say, um, if you really want something, don't just try though. I like that because you say like, well, I'm trying to, what, what does try mean? Try and pick up the pen. You either pick up the pen or you don't pick up the pen. And I think that is so cool. And I was actually saying it to one of my clients today because I was like, I love that analogy of like, if you really do want something, Yes, we we say that like the words of we're going to try and do it, but the meaning it's like oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this or I'm not going to do it, and it's like you said you said yes to yourself, you know, and just went for it. And even yeah. you know, it's about I feel like a lot of things are divine timing as well. It's really like divine timing is like it's supposed to happen at that time for you. Yeah, I think so too. Like, you know, it's so funny because now that I've done it, I'm like, oh, if only I'd known about this world five years earlier. But you're right, it is divine timing because I think I had to struggle and I think I had to, you know, go through all the things that annoyed me or pissed me off or made me have low self worth because now I can actually help people so much deeper in what I do because I understand them. If everything had been perfect, mm-hmm. you know, how, how could you resonate with me as a coach? Where like, I'm perfect. My life is always perfect. And I'm going to help you make your life be perfect. You know, I just feel like actually yesterday I got interviewed by a podcast. Um, her name's Andy and she's also a student and she said our stories mirrored each other. Like she was in a, her, her dad was in an abusive, um, relationship from the same ages as me and so many things mirrored. And I had chills because I was like, wow, like 
I remember thinking to myself, if I could just help one person, if I could just inspire one person, it's like her, you know, like she had the exact story as me and she needed to, to hear it from me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like when you were, sorry, Savvy, you were going to say something. No, I was just going to say, when you were telling the story at the start, when you said about your childhood, not the abuse part, but when you said about single parent, um, you know, growing up with just your mum, that was the same yeah. as me. And I felt like I never fit in. And I was like, that sounds like me. So yeah. that is so relatable. And I think it's so great that, you know, when we have these, you know, stories and just your, and it's just your life at the end of the day, it's so yeah. good to share that because it can actually make someone think, okay, I've had these challenges or different maybe seemingly different things in my life I can do things too I remember being like five years old and I drew a painting and we it was the first year of school and I drew like this really like childlike painting obviously I was only five (laughs) it was art I know right it was um me my mum and then it was just like a dad and a sister and there were just two like I made the the dad and the sister but because everyone else had like um, mm-hmm. uh, a mum and dad and a relative like a brother or sister I was like yeah. I want that too and it's so it's like really interesting to hear that so yeah. I think, you know you feel alone when you're at those times in your life and it's like actually we're never alone with things there's so many people going through similar lifestyles than we even realize and I think that's incredible then that you do share your story because like you said if you'd have just even if you'd have gone through all that and then you got to the point where you were like right I'm going to launch this it you, you could have just launched it and gone for it but I think that it's because people can relate to you that they're more likely to ask themselves that question like I love that question like what would I want if I knew the answer was yes like that is such a thought-provoking question for like for anybody and so I think that them knowing what you've been through and how you got to it is more likely to make people think well she's done it like I'll give it a go so I think that that's really incredible that you do share it as well 100% yeah I totally agree like when we're going through it we feel so alone and isolated I felt so I thought I was the only person in the world that this was happening to because you know, it just felt so horrible. Like how could anybody else have gone through it? And nobody talks about it, right? Because there's so much shame enveloped in it. And it's so interesting because talking about it is hard. It wasn't like, I was like, okay, one day I'm just going to tell my story. Like there was, I remember the first time I did a little group event with, you know, a few women um, at a retail store in my area. They invited me to when I was first getting started, I told my story and I started bawling because it was my story and I felt like it was important to share and I still hadn't worked through it and I didn't know hypnosis and NLP and all that stuff. So I didn't even know fully how to work through it, but even just sharing it was me working through it because I was taking it from my shadow, this thing that had been, I kind of been hiding and oh my God, people are going to judge me or think I'm a bad person or make fun. I thought people were going to make fun of me if they knew what I had gone through. And then when I brought it to light, I realized I'm not alone. I I'm getting chills just thinking about it right now, but you know, through this journey now I host, well, not now because it's COVID, but I have hosted a lot of live training events and, um, it's, you know, everybody is welcome no matter what your gender race, but we typically, um, attract a lot of women. And so through talking to so many women in person, more people than you think have been through an abusive relationship, people you wouldn't even think like 
like sometimes I look at people and be like, you're too young to have been in an abusive relationship or, or like whatever, like you seem so confident or, you know, like, because you have this picture in your head of what it looks like. But so many people, not just women, but people have been in an abusive relationship or been sexually assaulted or, you know, just have this, this heavy, heavy thing that they're carrying. And when we can look at someone else and rather than make the assumption that everybody else's life is perfect, make the assumption that yes, they have, they've gone through something too. Even if you can't see it at face value, they've gone through something too. And I think that it helps you meet new people with a new warmness in your heart and a deeper connection because you know that you're not alone. And it's not, yeah, it's not just that. It's kind of a bit like Instagram versus reality. It's not just like the shiny stuff. You see all the good stuff on the outside and it's like, no, there's, there's a human who's had a life and stuff has happened. Yeah. Totally. I can share quickly the first friend who I actually told this to. So before I start talking about online, I just to get on my shell, told one of my really close friends, we've been friends for years, but we had, I never told her again because of all the shame that was around it. And looking at her, she's like, she's beautiful, like blonde, curly hair, popular tattoos, like so cool. Like I just looking at her and being friends with her, I thought her life was always perfect. Like she just always seemed so carefree. And I remember we were out at dinner and I was like so afraid, but I was like, something's telling me I just have to tell her. Like, I just have to get the momentum going with my healing journey. And I remember telling her and being so scared that she was going to be like, loser, like what, you know, how we have our limiting beliefs. And I told her and she told me that her dad used to hit her when she was a little girl and that she actually had to, she would walk out of rooms back. She like, this is her exact words and I'll never forget it. So I would walk out of rooms backwards just so I could see it coming. Mm. And that gives me chills. And again, looking at her, I thought her life was perfect. So carefree, popular, blah, blah, blah. And no, like, well, she was still all those things, still beautiful, but you know what I mean? It's like, not everything was perfect. It's just, you know, you don't just usually meet someone. Hey, nice to meet you. Here's all my lifelong trauma, right? It it comes out as you build trust with somebody. So, and I think for, for us, you know, sharing our story online, like how you both are doing in your podcast, it allows people to have that deeper connection with you so much faster because they're like, Oh, I already know so much about her. Like I trust her already. Mm. I mean, thank you so much for sharing that. That's, you know, I think that will help a lot of people listening to hear that. Mm. Thank you so much. I think that's amazing. Mm. For anyone listening that doesn't know, I thought we could dive into just a a few of the bits that you do. Maybe if we start off with NLP for anyone that isn't sure what it is or has heard of it, but still, you know, not too sure. Yeah, absolutely. So NLP is neural linguistic programming and essentially it's the programming language of your mind so it's so crazy because you know we are all walking around with the world's most powerful supercomputer in our head but nobody gave us the user manual and because you know the media around us so much around us is it just gives us negative messaging or it tries to fit us into a box or makes us feel like we're not capable we are all unknowingly programming ourselves, programming our own software and our own supercomputer to work against us because we're often, or at least I know I was, 
always telling myself, I'm not good enough. I'm not special. Oh, she can have it, but I can't. Or that person can be successful, but I can't. And so I was taking my super powerful supercomputer and programming it for what I don't want. Mm-hmm. And so with neuro-linguistic programming, again, you learn the programming language of your mind and you can make the decision to program your mind for what you do want. So you can start to believe, yes, I, am, I can be successful or I am beautiful, or people do like me, or I don't waste all my time scrolling on Instagram all day, or whatever it is that you need to do to help you become successful, you can reprogram. And so there's a lot to it. There's so many different techniques. So, you know, unless you guys have like a five hour podcast, (laughs) I wish like, you know, our, our course is 120 hours, but to kind of give you a Coles notes of some of the techniques, even though you and I speak in words, we actually think in these thought packages that are, you know, a package of pictures, sounds, and feelings. And by looking at the characteristics of these different thoughts, we can actually move the characteristics or change the characteristics to have them work for you. So that's like a theory, but I'll try to make it more tangible. So for anyone listening, if you think of, think of yourself speaking on stage, When you think of yourself speaking on stage, do you have a picture? Do you guys have a picture? Can you think of it? Yeah. And so for some people, when you think of yourself speaking on stage, you might see yourself wearing a glamorous dress and people clapping and high five and throwing roses on the stage. And that's great. And you're probably a fantastic public speaker because you don't have anxiety around it. But for some people, when they think of themselves speaking on stage, anxiety fills their entire body. This was me. Anxiety fills their entire body. And, you know, in your mind's eyes, you look around the room, you might see a picture of people booing you off stage or sneering at you or throwing tomatoes or whatever it is. And so it's these pictures in our mind that are forming our reality. And it's these pictures in our mind that are going to get us to either say yes to ourselves or no to ourselves. Because if you think about your goal and it looks fuzzy or it seems far away, or it fills your body with anxiety, or you know, it's a picture that, that scares you, you're gonna say, no, 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 I could never do that. But if you can think of your goal and say, oh, I can do that, then you're actually going to go after it. And your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. So the better we can vividly control these pictures in our mind to work for us, we're, we're gonna get our subconscious mind on board to actually realize that. And so um, some techniques can help you if there's something that you really, really like, you could help yourself not like it. So if you're maybe addicted to Instagram scrolling, you could shift the characteristics of that picture in your mind. Maybe the picture is coming up black and white or color, or it's close to you or it's far away or it's big or it's small. You shift those characteristics and you can instantly, you know, not scroll so much. Or if you feel like you're low self-worth or people don't like you, again, you can change that neural pathway so that now you instantly feel like, oh, people do like me, people do accept me. So that's one big part of neuro-linguistic programming. It's working with those pictures in your mind. And another big part of it is um, either healing something that happened in the past or the root cause of maybe a belief that you have, like it's hard to make money or I'm not good enough. Um, And you can do that by going back in the timeline of your subconscious and processing it in a more positive way. It's almost like regression or it actually is regression, Mm -hmm. but it's not 
um, the same type of regression in hypnosis where you have to relive the event. With this one, you can process it and feel emotionally free without having to relive the event. And then you can also program your future. You know, a lot of people say like, I want to hit this goal by January 2021. But when they actually go to their future timeline, they're doing the same old thing. So we're reprogramming their future and their subconscious mind, almost like a thermostat, so that you have, again, this powerful supercomputer that controls 99% of your daily habits, behaviors, and everything like that to be moving you in the direction of your dreams rather than not. Um, and language plays a really big part of this too. You can use the language patterns to help you be more confident, communicate with other people better, um, build rapport, and be more influential too. So there's so much I'm trying yeah. to like <laughs> tell you in a couple of minutes, but it's, it's really fabulous. Some of the last that you were saying, I feel like in the, in my chronic illness community that I have, a lot of people have dipped their toes into and gone on to do NLP for exactly that, for processing something that they've essentially, well, so for myself, like made up in the past been like, oh, I couldn't do that because of this. Like I physically wasn't able to do it or whatever. And it, will stop you doing it going forward. So I see a lot of people that do NLP to challenge that thought and to be like, well, actually I can do it and overcome it because you haven't done it yet. You know, like you haven't lived it, like you said, you can change your future. Absolutely. And we get, so we get programmed from age zero to seven, whatever we learn from our parents, the people around us, the media, those messages, they get programmed into our subconscious. And then if you don't use these types of tools, you then just live out that programming from age zero to seven for the entire rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And, you know, all three of us have different stories, but I think we have a similarity in which we haven't seen people like us represented in the media. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for me, when I was growing up, I never saw a superhero who was a woman of color or had a chronic illness, or had um, an ability, right? And so what happens is it can go into our minds and make us think that, oh, well, I haven't seen anyone who's able to be successful with this, so I can't do that either. But again, that's not the case. And so for me, one thing that I did was I realized, again, just through doing all this work, that it really sucked and it was really shitty that I didn't see the role model that I wish existed and I realized that was a little tap on the universe tap on the shoulder from the universe to be the role model that I wish existed and that's what both of you guys have done as well instead of waiting for permission you just stepped up and you are the inspiration that you wish was existing and now you're such an inspiration for so many people I think that's the thing you have to just you have to be that person sometimes and you have to push yourself to do that just so you can then be that for other people and they can realize themselves that they can also be whoever they want to be. Yes. Massively fits in. We did an episode around like people's side hustles or their goals and their passions they want to achieve. And NLP I think would be such a useful tool for people that perhaps found that episode relatable as well because they might have something in mind like that they really want to do but they're having limiting thoughts and beliefs and stuff like that you said when you first fought in you're like oh that's a bit silly but why not why shouldn't I go for it well exactly that it sort of ties in nicely I think and I think that's what's great about the course as well is that you know I'm doing this so I can learn more knowledge that's going to help other people but it's also helping me so anyone should like thinking about doing something like this then definitely check out Reese's course because honestly it's so amazing 
and the knowledge. I just, there's like little bits that stay with me that I'm just like, I love that. So it's like, um, so we're, we're given like 2 million bits of information yeah. at a time, yet we only like process 126. 100%. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah. And it's crazy because then it makes me realize that, oh, wow. Because sometimes I used to think, well, how come people don't see it the way I see it? Well, that would be why. Because we see things differently. We take things in differently. We have different filters and it just, we, yeah, our worlds are different in a way. We, there's all these different realities depending on how we see ourselves and how we are programmed from when we were younger. Yeah, a hundred percent. And your subconscious mind will never make you a liar. So if you have a, a belief that, you know, limiting belief or something that's telling you like, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, not this, not that, out of that 2 million bits, you're only going to see the 126 bits that are working against you. And so why I love these tools is because it changes those internal filters, just like you said. And so now when you look at the 2 million bits of information, you see the 126 bits that actually supports you and helps you and moves you forward. You see the little opportunities that are, have always been right in front of you, but you didn't see them before because you were so embedded in your limiting belief. Um, I think a perfect example of that is um, if you think about like money mindset, I'm sure a lot of your audience is like business owners or aspiring business owners. And so, you know, if you have a deep belief that it's hard to make money or that you know, if you make money, you're greedy or people won't like you. Think about if you're starting a business and someone says like, oh my gosh, you're so talented at, let's just pretend you're making candles. Oh my God, you're so talented at making candles. I'd love to buy one from you. If you're 126 bits, your internal filters say, oh, it's greedy to take money or it's bad to make money or you don't deserve it. You're going to say, no, 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 You don't have to buy it. I'll give it to you for free. Don't worry. I have some in the back of my car. It only took me 12 cents to make anyway. Like wax is so cheap. And and you'll, you'll self-sabotage your dreams and you'll get in your own way. But if you reprogram those filters where you believe, you know what, if I want to do more good in the world, I have to have the resources to do that. And if I make money, I can actually buy better candle wax that's 24 cents instead of 12 cents yeah. or whatever. Then when somebody says, oh my gosh, I'd love to buy your candles. They're beautiful. You're like, oh my gosh, I have some in the back of my car. Um, here, I have 12. Why don't you give them that as Christmas gifts? Like Christmas, is, you know what I mean? And it's like the exact same situation, but you'll approach it differently. And it's the difference between taking away an opportunity from yourself or giving yourself an opportunity. And I've literally had friends do exactly that that you said, where then someone's yeah. like, that's amazing. Let me buy one. No, no, no. Like I made it myself so you can have it. Like, yeah. Yeah, I did. I did the same. I would get in my way so much around like discounts and, you know, just rejecting money, rejecting raises because I thought, you know, people will hate me if I want money. Like, who am I to do that? That's greedy. And I had to rephrase that. And now it's like, you know, I'm able to empower my team and help more people because we have the resources to, you know, share this with more people. As well, sometimes we live in that fear because we use that fear to protect ourselves. Like, oh no, have it for free because I don't know if it's good enough. Actually, it's yeah. like you're, just like you're sort of thinking, well, if I give it to them for free, they can't judge me. Oh, and it's no. like they're always afraid of like what people may think and what they may judge. And it's like that's because we're just judging ourselves. It's not yes. like that person wants this; they're coming to you. And it's like we then will have to justify why that it's a certain thing, or it's a bit like. Um, 
this is really different, but it's a bit like if we came on Zoom and like if I had no makeup on, if I went, oh, excuse the state of me, like I've got no makeup on. It's like we have to protect ourselves because we think so the other person doesn't say it first or say, are you okay? I was really thinking this the other day, the amount of times that, and so everyone who does it say, oh, sorry about my hair at the moment or sorry, I'm not wearing makeup. I just think, who are we even apologizing to? Like, who cares? (laughs) If we haven't got makeup on, like... Like we're always in this protection mode, but really we're hurting ourselves even because like it's with our words and we're saying all these negative things just to protect, but really it's then creating more damage for ourselves. Yeah. Yes. And it's not just NLP, is it, as well you do? There's, Jordan was explaining to me a bit around the EFT and hypnosis and there's a lot of different tools and techniques that people can give out and find, you know, what works for them. Yes, 100%. That's the thing that I love about this. It's like, if you are becoming a coach and you go through this program and you learn all these incredible tools that work with your energy and your subconscious, like you mentioned EFT, which is tapping for anyone who hasn't heard it, tapping on your energy meridians or hypnosis where you speak directly to the subconscious mind. And then of course, neuro-linguistic programming and coaching, you go through this program and by the time you're done, you feel so confident to go out there and coach people because you know that no matter what comes up in the session, you have a tool that's going to help them, right? So if they have limiting beliefs or you know uh, negative emotion that keeps coming up for them or patterns that just keep getting in their way behaviors, you can use neuro-linguistic programming for that. If they're going out into the world and maybe they're feeling like nervous or anxious about taking action on something, you can do a tapping session with your clients and remind them to do that as they, you know, go to speak on that stage or do that live stream or, you know, do the, ask for that raise, do that thing that really scares them. So emotional freedom techniques is an incredible thing to, to teach your clients and allow your clients to use as needed. And then hypnosis too, like I said, from age zero to seven, we get programmed from all this information from what we learn from our parent, like if we saw our parents fighting or get divorced, for example, that might make us believe that relationships are painful or they don't work out. Or, you know, I know I would see my mom always saying like, I need to lose this last 10 pounds. And that really embedded in my head for a long time that I have to look a certain way or be a certain weight in order to be good enough because like 10 pounds makes all the difference, right? Um, So all these messages go in And with hypnosis, you're able to put yourself back into that exact same hypnotic state that you were in as a child and reprogram it with beliefs that actually work for you. And, you know, I feel so empowered now. So as you guys know, I just had a baby and I'm the biggest size I've ever been in my life. And I love my body more than I've ever loved my body in my life. And I know that not everybody who's gone through a pregnancy can say the same thing. And, and it's really, really sad. And I, I just wish more people had these tools so that they could love themselves, you know, regardless of their size, regardless of a scar, regardless of a stretch mark or, or whatever, because like we, like it's so important to like appreciate our bodies. Like these are our vessels for us to love our families and, you know, do the incredible things that we're, that we're doing. And, um, you know, we're just so like blessed to have a body that we can breathe and open our eyes in the morning and talk to the people that we love. And it's so important to remember that. And then also too, like for, for women, you know, after a lot of women give birth, they shame themselves for gaining weight or whatever. And it's like, 
we should celebrate ourselves. We just brought a new human onto the planet, yeah. right? And <laughs> so it's just so important to remember that. And so anyway, I just went on, whoa, I just went on such a tangent. Bring it back, please. So anyway, hypnosis, <laughs> hypnosis allows you to go into your subconscious and change you know, those words that you're telling yourself so you can believe like, I can be this shape and size and love myself, or I can wake up in the morning and, and take action on my morning routines or whatever that new habit or behavior or, or belief system you want. Hypnosis allows you to program that in. So cool. That's so interesting. And I think the tangent that went off on, I think that needed to be said a lot of people. Yeah. So like, oh, sometimes people need that reminder as well. Totally. What done And what this life is and what this body's for and you know, I feel like I say this quite often that a lot of people take the day to day and the body and just the fact that we're alive for granted. And it's like, wow, this is an amazing thing that we're getting to experience this. Let's make yeah. it as great as possible and take yes. responsibility back and take back our control and, you know, use these amazing tools because they are there for us to use. So why not use them? It's so amazing. And I also think as well, um, the definition and all the things about NLP that you're explaining, I think will be really great to, for someone to explain to someone who doesn't really necessarily believe in like manifestation mm -hmm. because it is basically used, like you're manifesting this life because you are creating it in your mind and visualizing what you can see to create it in your outer world. And it's like, but from a more scientific point of view for people. So I think that's a really great thing to remember guys. If, any of you out there are a bit like, oh, I don't really think I believe in manifestation. Well, here's a scientific proof that it's real. <laughs> or yeah. even don't know how to do it or where to start. It's a good guidance, isn't it? Of breaking it down, like you said, to something more tangible to sort of get you on the road for it. Totally. One thing you'll notice about me, like, you know, if you look at my Instagram posts or my blog or my YouTube is I talk about manifestation all the time and I never, ever, ever preface by it by saying, Oh, I'm going to be a little bit woo woo or da 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 because I, one of my big missions is to get the point across that it is not woo woo or weird or wild to believe that you can create the life that you want. Who told us that it's woo woo or like, oh my God, that's so crazy for you to create the life that you want. Like we are so powerful. Humans are so powerful. And when you actually look at it, there's so much science to back manifestation. Like you said, um, when we reprogram our subconscious mind, our reticular activating system, that's how our brainstem is actually going to go out and scan every situation that we're in for the opportunities rather than scan every situation you're in for the reasons that it won't work out. And then also too, if you look at how reality is created, I grew up thinking reality is very, um, physical and like, you know, everything is like, I'm just going to knock on my desk. Yeah. Well, they don't scare anyone who's listening, <laughs> but everything's very like hard and physical and it is the way it is. And actually, if you look into quantum physics, what they're recognizing is that things are not as solid as they look and smaller than every atom is actually energy. There's electrons and neutrons and protons. So, um, everything that you're look at, looking at that looks solid is actually over 99% empty space. It's made of light. It's made of energy. Mm -hmm. And with the, with quantum physics, there's a great experiment you can look up on YouTube. You could just look up a video called quant, um, double slit experiment. And it actually has proven that reality, physical, tangible reality is created from human consciousness, observing it. 
And so when you know, oh my God, what I'm observing and what I'm expecting is creating reality, just having that knowledge alone reminds me every day to observe and expect what I want to happen because it's me looking at it that's contributing to it happening. Wow. Now, one thing that I want to share as well, too, because, um, you know, especially with like racism and, and, you know, there's so many things that's happening in the world. I never want someone to think that, oh, like if someone was mean to me or if I went through something traumatic in my life, like I am like the only person that manifested or it's my fault or da, da, da. This is not meant to be something that's disempowering, but it's empowering in a way where you can now create your, your own reality. And one thing to think about as well is, yes, we're observing and we're creating, we're observing the reality around us, but there's also the collective consciousness. So when lots of people observe something, then it's lots of people's consciousness creating that reality. So think about money, right? Money is just little pieces of paper. I know I keep going back to money, but money is just little pieces of paper. But it's because we all observe it and we all decide, oh, yes, this is worth something, that it actually is worth what it's worth. But if we all didn't observe it as anything important, we would just be like, what are those weird little pieces of paper <laughs> on the ground, right? Especially if you're in Canada, it's all colorful. So like, what are those colorful little plastic pieces, right? So there's the collective consciousness and there's our own consciousness. But, you know, as we've learned, one person can, you can take action and your one consciousness and your one voice can make a huge impact. And one thing that I think about a lot, which is, is kind of, it's kind of backwards in a way, but if anybody's ever thinking that one person can't change the world, it's again, it's kind of a weird thing to say, but if you think about this, COVID-19 started with one person. Yeah. One yeah. person had it. Yeah. Isn't that crazy to think about? One person had it That's and then two about. people had it Then 10 people had it. And now millions of people are affected and it's not the way that we want to affect the world, of course, but you know, it, it is an example of one person can literally change millions of lives. And the reason why I'm saying that is just proof that one person can change millions of lives. And if we focus on changing for the positive, rather for the negative, how much, you know, if your message spread like word of mouth, spread like wildfire, like how different could the world be? Yeah. Wow. Oh my God. That like makes me excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It makes I me think... like just want to get up and write, okay, I'm going to, I need to go do stuff. Okay, like, I'm, shut down right now. Tired. I'm like, this I should be morning because I feel like I need to, <laughs> I need to listen, re-listen to that and I'm going to be like, yes. It also, yeah. I think it's also such a clear message for because I'd say I'm more like in the newer realms of understanding like around like manifestation all things like that and I feel like for anyone listening that like you said is perhaps like oh no I don't I don't believe in that or that's not a thing I think they're probably looking at it from a point of view of they just assume that if you manifest it you'll be given it whereas you're explaining mm. that it's not about just saying or expecting that to happen it's about then looking in the world changing your beliefs to look for the opportunities that will make it happen because mm -hmm. that time and time again is so true if you if you had in your head like today I'm going to meet someone called Ben <laughs> the chances are you're going to meet call someone called Ben because you're looking out at everyone's names for it so I think that's such a relatable uh, way of like breaking it down for how everyone literally everyone can utilize it it's like co-creating with the universe mm. 
and it's like you know you put out there what you want or desire I should say I don't like saying want and then you because <laughs> I feel like if you want you're always going to want it you're not you're mm. not going to have it but if you desire it and you go after it like you're going to take the right action because you're you're seeing things differently and yeah it will come into your life easier 100% I think I think intuition plays a big part too. Like yes supply started like that little whisper. Well, what would I ask her if answer would be yes? Oh my God, I'm journaling all these ideas. What's coming through? That was the intuition. And I could have said, oh, that's airy fairy. What's the point of that? And I followed the intuitive nudge. And now I love my life. I'm literally living the life of my dreams. Mm-hmm. And we all have access to that intuition. We can all you know, pause for a second, turn off our phone, stop scrolling and just listen, like what messages are coming through for me? Or what are those little nudges I'm getting that I keep ignoring? What would happen if I just said, you know, I'm going to detach from the outcome. I'm going to stop putting so much pressure on myself. That thing that I want to do or that keeps nudging me on the shoulder, it sounds fun anyway. Why don't I just try it? Right? Why don't I just see what happens? And for so many people, myself and so many people that I know, they're, they're, amazing podcasts or websites or businesses or whatever it started because I said that would be fun I wonder what would happen if I just went with it and then it turns into this amazing thing because of that you're following your intuition and there's so much energy that comes into it what you're doing becomes magnetic everyone's like I want that energy too give me some of what they're having yeah and then you know it takes off oh, yeah absolutely like definitely because if you're excited about doing something, it's you're just radiating a better energy in general. It's like drawing it all to you. And it's actually funny you say that because I can, like my intuition, I always follow my intuition now, but it was funny because I, I would get these intuitive things and I would then ignore them and then go away from them. Sam knows like it was my spiritual spirituality and also doing the coaching. So for a while mm-hmm. I was like, I would be drawn back to spirituality all the time. Like, just all my spiritual practices and wanting to help people. And then it would, then I would be like, Oh no, no. And move away from it. And then I was drawn back to it and then move away from it. And then I was drawn back to it again. I was like, no, this is it because it keeps bringing me back. This is my, this is what I have to do. The universe is like just pushing me that way all the time. And it's like, stop ignoring it, Jordan, because this is why you, you have to go for it. (laughs) It's meant for you. And I'm sure like, I'm sure there was obviously times we had to work hard or whatever, but I'm sure overall, it didn't feel like you were pushing. It felt like you were being pulled, right? It felt like easy. It felt fun. It felt like it, it lit you up. And I think that that's also so important to remember too, because, um, you know, as humans, we're part of nature and we all have this innate ability to grow and reach our full potential. Just like a tree just knows how to grow. Like it doesn't read a manual and then be like, okay, like let's get a leaf going over here. Right. Like it just intuitively knows a bait, like, I have adorable little 10 week old or 11 week old baby today. And, um, he just intuitively, like I pick him up and he's like moving his feet. Like he's walking (laughs) and he's already starting to crawl and he already knows how to eat. And like intuitively he knows how to grow and reach his full potential. And, you know, as humans, we have that as our, as our bodies grow, but we also have that as our creativity grows, because I believe we're put on this planet because we're meant to create. And so when those urges come through to create something, follow that because that's leading you to reaching your creative potential and feeling really good about, you know, what you do and what you leave on this planet. I love that. Love that. And I think that would probably be a great place to, to end the podcast. That's a beautiful note to end that on guys. So 
yeah, I mean, get creative. If you guys are like, I mean, actually, Reese, if there's anything you want to say to everyone out there who's kind of thinking or sitting on the fence about going for things, what would you what would you say to them right now? Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of my favorite quote that I always butcher. It's from Buckminster Fuller, and he talks about, um, I'm just going to Google it because I don't want to butcher it. I'm like that. I it's like, worth the suspense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, I just need to memorize it because I literally every week I use this quote and then I'm like, why don't I just memorize it? So the quote is, you never change things by fighting the existing reality. To change something, build a new model that makes the existing model obsolete. And so that's Buck Minister Fuller. I wish it was mine, but he came up with his first. He's older than me. Um, <laughs> but I, I go back to that all the time, all the time, all the time, all the time. If there's something that's coming up in my life that I'm not liking how it's showing up, um, whether it's relationship, work, whatever, I recognize if I'm just fighting against my current reality, things aren't going to change. I'm putting more energy into what's not working. Mm -hmm. So I think to myself, what would exist? What could exist that would make the current struggle not even exist anymore, right? So as an example, if somebody's 10K in debt, instead of fighting against the debt, fighting against the bills, well, if you made 20K, you, weren't, you wouldn't be in debt anymore or, or, or whatever it is. And so like, think about, like, imagine, give yourself a moment to visualize, give yourself a moment to imagine, give yourself a moment to dream of like, if I wasn't in the struggle anymore, if I wasn't frustrated, if I wasn't annoyed by how this person or that person is treating me, how would my life look instead and rather than just pushing it away and saying, oh, that can never happen to me, give yourself a moment to really experience that thing that you're imagining and recognize that the fact that you can think about it, it does mean that you can have it. And ask yourself, what could be those first inspired action steps that you can take towards it? Mindset, I think, is going to be the foundation of it. And, you know, start moving in that direction because, you know, we got one life as much as we know. I do believe in other lives too, but the one that we know about is right here, right now. And like, don't waste it. Like it's not a dress rehearsal. Use it to your fullest advantage because you can make something magical happen, even if you don't know how just yet. I love that. I feel so motivated. <laughs> Let's go get some shit done this afternoon. <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame it's like the evening for us, isn't it? I'm like, I know. Right? Hey, no, like, <laughs> oh, well, just like put you. it in a bottle and use it, open it up tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. re listen to this a few times. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for coming on the show today, Reese. It's been absolutely amazing, hasn't it, Sam? Yeah, it has. Thank you so much. It's been, yeah, it's been a fantastic conversation. Oh, so, thanks so much for having me, Sam and Jordan. So welcome. So guys, thank you so much for listening and we'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.